0: hey guys welcome to everyday alchemy I'm your host Terry alongside of me you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you sharing their stories tools and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life ah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Every Day Alchemy. Now, after the Aquarius new supermoon that we just had, we are actually now officially in Aquarius season. Yay! It is a welcomed relief to me. These energies bring many awesome energies that kind of reflect like renewal and new beginnings in a sense. And one of my favorite things about Aquarius season is it also gives the, us the perspective of objectivity and just seeing things from a more larger more expanded or outside perspective but yeah among many other key energies too Aquarius also rules communication and now with Mars and Gemini now direct and Mercury being stationed direct as well these energies really do support a more healthy and forward movement in communication in particular And boy, have I noticed a lot of themes going on within my life and others around me around this energy or theme of communication. So, you know, all sorts of dramas that have been centered around the lack of communication of feelings or ideas or, you know, people being afraid to speak their truth to people not feeling heard or the overcompensation of not feeling heard by Talking over the top of others or just talking too much or, you know, people not listening to others too. And communication can also come in the form of expression. All of the different ways in which we express ourselves. So I've noticed friends having creative blocks, you know, not knowing how to express themselves through their usual art forms not having new ideas or not feeling their clothing or their dress sense anymore, you know, kind of clearing out or overhauling their wardrobe or artwork or music or recipes or even just trying new recipes or clothing or music or art. These are all other ways in which we express ourselves, in which we communicate and in ultimately how we connect to the world around us to those around us. It's also been really interesting to watch what information and things that are coming out of the news, what truths are now being exposed on the news and on social media and also to note what kind of messages or emails that I've been receiving lately. So, yes, the ways in which we communicate and essentially connect is very diverse So in alignment with these themes and energies that are supporting us to observe how key communication is in our lives, I want to share with you some really fun manifestations and stories that have unfolded in the last few weeks for me that highlight how the energies can shift and how your manifestations can also then shift when you do the work. So I'll outline my process, and how I become more conscious in my everyday life, as well as how I note and follow the signs and synchronicities that show up to, you know, bring about deeper levels of healing and just being more conscious and just, yeah, overall growth. Okay, so let's dive on in and start this story of mine off with my pet pigeon, in which I named Sweetie. Now, I just want to tell you guys that I don't know anything about pigeons. <laughs> I like don't know if I really actually interacted with them that much because, well, I've just never lived in a city or lived in an area where there's been a lot of pigeons. And so, yeah, it's actually typically very unusual to see a pigeon in this area that I live. They don't typically hang out here in the mountains. But when I moved into my new place in October, I actually spotted her hanging out on her little rock perch. And as the weeks unfolded, I found that she would actually start to come and hang out on my deck with her new perching place being on top of my peacock chair that I have outside on my deck. So I was really excited because I don't really, I haven't spent much time with pigeons. I'm just really excited to have a little friend. Anyways, one day I actually got close enough to see that she was actually tagged. So she was in fact a homing pigeon or also called a messenger pigeon. Now homing pigeons have been used and bred for hundreds of years to deliver messages or just used by humans to like just race basically. And they're selectively bred for their ability to find their way home over extremely long distances. Now, traditionally, in many cultures throughout history, birds are actually known as spiritual messengers. So many different birds are highly revered here in the First Nations communities, and they're known to bring all kinds of communication and messages from Creator or from our ancestors. And what I loved about knowing that was that she'd actually chosen to break free of human control. You know, she'd chosen to get lost, or to just not return home, which was probably somewhere around the Vancouver area. You know, she had chosen to be free and to find her new home with me in my new home. You know, choosing to deliver the messages that she wished to bring through her very essence and not through the control of humans. And I love that because it reminded me of the freedom that I embody honouring my highest sense of value and self-worth and choosing what is right for me. This is something that represents to me ultimate freedom. And I tell you, she has brought me so many messages that reminds me of this freedom that I embody. And yeah, like I even noted An interesting synchronicity, just recently on my road trip, I learned that pigeons actually have the capability to sense electromagnetic fields as a way to direct and guide them on their journey, right? It helps them to navigate where they're going. And as you all know, I've been studying and diving deep into the role that electromagnetism plays and the role that our perception and perceiving light or electromagnetic magnetic fields play in creating our reality. So I also loved that message from her as well. Like that I'm on the right track and that I have been following the flow and following my passions and doing what's right for me, you know, with making this big move and change in my life to the things that I've been studying and the downloads that I have been noting that have been coming through in my meditations. Anyhow, over the last few months, we hung out a lot. (laughs) I would have my morning coffee with her. I would chat to her. I'd leave her out food. I found comfort in knowing that I would see her each day. of my friends knew about her people would even you know they'd ask me how sweetie was doing like everyone absolutely loved her and just was eager to hear about how she was doing and what cool stories or messages she was bringing me like this bird was insane like there's so many times like i don't know like one time i was i don't know i was having a moment out on the balcony and i was like looking around for her i wasn't feeling the best and i was just like man where the fuck is sweetie and i was like sweetie where are you just in my head and then out of nowhere she flew out of the dark and landed on my balcony railing, like right next to me. And she would just stare and look at me. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) did I just summon you with my mind? (laughs) So my friends loved hearing those stories about her. And I even started writing like a silly little funny witty story or just like, they're like kind of like little journal entries about her and all my experiences with her as I had so many synchronistic moments. And I had told my friends how, healing writing this story about her was for me and how it just cracked me up as I really sounded (laughs) I sounded like a crazy bird lady and I know this is going to sound silly but like I would talk to her like I would tell her my problems I would tell her about some of the new ideas that I've been having and she'd just sit and listen just staring at me with her kind eyes and also I say she But I am also well aware that Sweetie very well could have been a boy. (laughs) Anyways, I just found the whole thing just really endearing and just like quite comical too. Like how ridiculous I looked just like having my morning coffees with Sweetie and being like, well, Sweetie, what kind of day is it going to be today? But as I sat with her or talked with her, I did feel a sense of peace. And that feeling would then almost bring answers to my questions or you know, higher perspectives to how I was feeling when I sat with her. And yeah, I would just joke around to my friends saying that she's my support animal, that she always knows the right thing to say and always brings me just feelings of peace and just feeling supported and not feeling as alone. Even though I very well knew that my answers that I was getting or the clarity that I was getting was actually coming from my higher self, I truly felt like, I don't know, she was a part of that in some way. Nonetheless, I adored her and she just has always brought a smile to my face. But now, as you guys know, I had a bit of a tough time emotionally over the holiday period. I had been experiencing so much change, so much uncertainty. You know, I'm in these drastic new beginnings phase where so much about my life and who I am or, you know, my identity has been drastically altered. And so Sweetie was my support as I moved through all of that in a way. But on Christmas morning, I woke up and I found it a to be a like particularly hard day emotionally. I just kind of laid in bed for a couple of hours, just not wanting to get up and just feeling really low and feeling really alone and just lost. I'd never been or felt that way on Christmas day ever in my life before. But anyways, I managed to sack myself up and told myself to just get out of bed, make a coffee and go sit outside and be with sweetie. I'll go wish her a Merry Christmas and top up her bowl full of worms. So with that motivation, I got up and I made myself a coffee and grabbed the worms. I then opened my front door to go outside. But right in front of me was a shocking sight. There was actually a pool of blood all over the deck With just, yeah, feathers everywhere. And I had a rush of panic come over me. And I looked over to my peacock chair and Sweetie wasn't there. So in that moment, I knew that Sweetie was dead. And I instantly burst into tears. Honestly, you guys, I'm at the point now where I can tell this story without crying. But it really, like for a few weeks, every time I thought of her or told the story to friends, I would cry so much. So anyway... I was just so overwhelmed with emotion. So I went back to bed to cry for another couple of hours. And I was just really mad. I was just thinking, like, really, universe? Like, I've been working on so much of my limiting beliefs about being heard and feeling supported. And sweetie was the one freaking thing that I had that really reaffirmed to me that I was heard and that I was supported in a time where. My reality was not reflecting this back to me by certain people in my life, and nor had it for quite a while, and I was just really mad, like, really? Of all days for her to die on Christmas Day? Like, really? Universe <laughs> So I allowed these thoughts and feelings, and I just moved through them. I broke them down, I could see the limiting beliefs that were at the root, and I just acknowledged all of it and then after a bit, you know, I felt calmer. And it was only then after allowing that wave of hurt to move through me and and really observe the thoughts and beliefs and really feel those emotions that I then got clarity. I could see how Sweetie's death was just a symbol for the cycle that I'm in, this death and rebirth cycle of endings and new beginnings. So I could only then allow the awareness of perhaps her time with me right now is done you know perhaps it's finished and it is time for her to go as I really have moved through a lot of pain and hurt this year and more recently and you know I'd spent an entire year of letting go on so many levels and yeah maybe she had come and she's done what she was supposed to do and she's delivered her messages and chosen to be free with me So then I cried a bunch at this beautiful knowing and I got out of bed and decided to make a special apple pie in honor of sweetie as I had a Christmas dinner to go to that night and so I worked the pastry into these cute little birds, these little pigeons with a love heart and a little rest in peace. And as I made the pie I also kept an eye out the window for the neighborhood cat which got her and I know it was the cat, as I've seen this cat eyeing off Sweetie from time to time. And do you know what was even worse about that day? Even when I started to feel better and made that pie in honour of her, when I went to clean up all of the blood and feathers, I actually couldn't clean it up properly as it was so cold outside. The blood and the feathers were actually frozen solid to the deck. So... Oh man like each time I went outside to pack the car I was just reminded of her death and just had to jump over the morbid scene of carnage. Oh my god it was brutal. Anyway hang in there because this story does get better. Even though sweetie has physically gone her messages and her presence in spirit has not. So after her death I noted the patterns and themes that were coming up for me. And it was, of course, no surprise that the message w- messages were all centered around communication. And so almost every day, I noticed something. So I knew what it was that I needed to work on. So honoring my voice, speaking up, honoring my boundaries, my worth, listening to myself, listening to others, looking at how I communicate and where there was room for better or more effective communication. So... Basically, I did the work and dove deep on any time that I was triggered around being heard or just became more aware of anything communication related or themed. Just becoming more aware of how I was talking or how I was communicating with others or how much I was listening as opposed to talking. And, you know, not reacting to what was said or done that triggered me. Just neutrally observing the triggers in the moment and then later on uncovering why it was that I felt triggered. And that's really key for me to express that because when you do this work more and more, it becomes easier to not be so reactive in a moment when let's just say someone's being awful or cutting you off or just, you know, you feel like you're not being heard or seen or valued or that you can't express yourself You find that you aren't so reactive in the moment when you do the work, you note that you're triggered, you neutrally observe it, and then you kind of break it down and and see like in the moment, ah, I know why I'm being triggered, which actually then affects how you respond or react to this person or the situation. You know, we're not so inclined to be so reactive or defensive from our fears or limiting beliefs. And then, yeah, later on at a different time where I feel more safe or stable or just uh, more supported, I will then break down the trigger and really go through the experience. But anyways, as the weeks have unfolded and as I've been continuing on becoming aware of these themed triggers, I have actually been gifted with some amazing manifestations and signs. So right after Sweetie died, I acknowledged how she had made her final flight home In a meditation that I did, I actually visualized her flying free from the control of humans and then finding a home with me on my deck. But I also imagined her flying free and being at home with Source, finally free in spirit world. And it just brought me great peace to think of her that way. And funnily enough, in feeling that peace and that comfort that she was now home, I thought about how I too felt more at home in my new place but also how I did still want to go visit my other home, Australia. And so right after that meditation, I just so happened then to put in some random dates for the next month to fly back to Australia for a visit. And now for about four months, the flights have been so expensive. They're around $4,000 return, which is highly unusual. But with these random dates that I put in, there was a flight that came up for 1400 So I thanked Sweetie and I booked those flights right away. Even on my pattern interruption road trip, I got so many signs from the universe that Sweetie was okay and she was still with me. But honestly, there have been so many, many, many signs and so many things that have happened. It's just way too many to share in this one episode. But this week that's just passed in particular, there was a slew of manifestations and signs and connections that reflect back to me that my inner work that I've been focusing on the last few weeks since Sweetie died has actually shifted the energy. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I found myself getting triggered in quite a significant way. Basically, without going too deep into it, some deep, deep rooted traumatic events that happened in my childhood were triggered and brought up and with that you know the emotions and the accompanying limiting beliefs had surfaced again now i have worked on these in many layers throughout my adult life but this time more subtle layers were being exposed so i recognized this and decided to spend some time in meditation bringing these subtle layered energies to the surface so that i could acknowledge them and feel them all so I sat in meditation and could see that my trigger was all centered around being heard. So, feeling like I'm not heard, or I can't speak, or I can't express myself, or I can't communicate my boundaries, what's okay or not okay with me, or my worth. I could even see how these energies connected to the fears that I had in starting this podcast. And how significant this podcast has been for me to find my voice, to show myself that I am heard and that I am seen and that people do appreciate or find worth in what I have to share. So I acknowledged all of that and experienced a really powerful vision and just wave of understanding about the trigger that I had and... Yeah, it just brought this powerful shift that then brought an incredible wave of calmness and ultimately unconditional acceptance. It was really cool. Anyways, and not all my meditations are like that, by the way, so it kind of caught me off guard, but I knew that I was really transforming and healing in that moment more subtle layers of these fears that I've learned from my traumatic events in childhood. So, and of course, you know, it's it's an accumulation. It's not just one event that heals it. It's an accumulation of all the work you do throughout your life. But just in that moment, it was just time for me to see more subtle layers, I guess. And I had just this, yeah, really cool energetic shift. But in the morning, I woke up to find that Someone had donated money to the podcast through the link that I have in my show notes and I was so grateful and just like casually wondered like oh was this a sign or a manifestation that reflects that energetic shift that I experienced last night in my meditation. So I had that casual thought but then only just an hour after having that thought I actually had another donation come through but this time it was much larger and in fact it was an anonymous donation for over $500 and I just cried in gratitude as to me that was definitely a confirmation to the question that I had thought just only briefly earlier and I just spent the whole day feeling so reassured and so connected to this podcast and you listeners and just feeling more confident in who I am and my voice and what I have to share and the worth that flows through this wisdom that flows through me to you guys. And, and yeah, these manifestations were reflecting back to me my worth through physical forms of worth. Then the very next day, I actually ended up receiving an anonymous package And I opened it up and inside was an art print of a bird and the piece was titled Sweetie Pie. So again, I was just like overwhelmed with joy and gratitude and Right afterwards, I also went to visit a friend that I hadn't seen in some time and she too is a huge bird fan and honestly, she's the only other friend that I have that just loves birds as much as I do. But anyways, I hadn't seen her in some time and was eager to tell her about Sweetie and all the events that had unfolded and she loved the story and told me of her synchronistic story that had just happened with some loons that she'd spotted on the lake. And she mentioned how it was actually in fact – the one year anniversary of her mum's death, and how that her mum adored birds, but in particular, loons. And so I shared with her the power of birds as messengers from the spirit world and how they remind us of the importance of healthy and effective communication and that communication between this realm and the other realm where other people have crossed over, certain loved ones, does happen, and how birds can be a great facilitator in the delivery of those messages. Oh, and by the way, I also decided to look up the artist who made the print, and I interestingly noted her intentions as an artist and what she'd written down as her artist statement, and it reads... She has discovered an organic process involving layers and language. Any meaning found in her work comes from this process. She never begins a project with a message in mind. Rather, the materials and her process are what do the talking. It is this mysterious, reciprocal quality of art that intrigues her and makes her think of her work as visual poems. So again, I noted the synchronistic words and message of that. So language, messages, communication, discovering layers, poems and epiphanies. I just, yeah, I couldn't help but smile when I read that artist statement. So then the very next day after that, the manifestations kept coming. I got a beautiful email from a listener expressing their gratitude for the podcast and for me sharing my storage and the knowledge and She comically mentioned how she did not want to seem like a weirdo stalker just reaching out to me in that way, but that if I ever needed anything from her, she would be in so much gratitude to help out in any way that she could. So again, I just sat in that moment and read through the email slowly, just feeling all the feels and just soaking it all in. But then right afterwards, another email came through. It was from another listener expressing her gratitude for the messages that I share and that she wanted to give back in some way so she'd actually taken the time to pick about like 10 images of of my art so um, some of my clothing and images from my recreation page and she'd actually found images of birds within each picture like she'd taken her creative eye and she was able to spot and see like eyes and a beak and then a body or feathers. And so she created a video of her finding those birds by drawing all of these, yeah, beautiful birds within each photograph. And the video was also accompanied by music and it was just so flipping cool and so creative. I actually showed um, a bunch of my other super talented creative like artist friends and everyone's just like mind blown it was just so amazing so again of course I cried in gratitude (laughs) I was just so so incredibly grateful and yeah just acknowledging the themes of being heard of my worth being acknowledged and themes around boundaries even with people not wanting you know, these people didn't want to seem stalkerish, you know, so that theme is around boundaries and, like, honouring boundaries, right? Like, they were so worried, like, oh, I don't want to seem like a weirdo or seem like a stalker, but it's, like, they weren't at all. Like, like them acknowledging my boundaries and, and their own boundaries is one thing and what they had expressed and what they had gifted me through their art or even, you know, previously from the physical money donations is just – So supportive to me. And it just shows us the creative ways in which we are supported. Now, I'm not quite done yet with this story because what was interesting that happened right after that was that I had this thought that how one of the patterns of mine that I've recognized over the years is that when I receive experiences and manifestations like this, you know, that sparks such connection and joy... Often, like in the past, I have tended to kind of default into not fully in, embracing its wonder. So in the past, you know, just unconsciously, I would tend to not really be fully in the present moment by allowing these feelings of joy or connection or happiness. Like I would stop myself from feeling that gratitude Or I'll just read through something really quickly or I would look away or I'd just not acknowledge whatever was going on if someone was being grateful or supportive or just if something positive was happening. And now this was a learnt behaviour from childhood as, you know, there was so much pain and there was so much unexpected change and hurt that I would feel like I, I almost wouldn't allow myself to be or feel fully happy or to fully embrace any goodness. And I learned to do this as a child in fear of that goodness or that happiness being suddenly taken away from me. So I kind of formed that unconscious habit or coping mechanism or protection mechanism rather, yeah, as a way to protect myself from any further hurt. But of course, you know, I've grown a lot since then and and have healed this protection mechanism But, you know, sometimes every now and again it does rear its ugly head and I kind of felt a tinge of that this week after I had so many beautiful manifestations of just feeling supported and feeling loved and feeling like I'm heard and valued. And I thought, you know, this is such a special and meaningful and fleeting experience and they don't happen every day or every week like this. You know, so why am I feeling so vulnerable in receiving these or in acknowledging this gratitude and this joy that I feel? So I asked myself, well, how can I be more fully aware in this moment? You know, is it safe for me to let go of my resistance, my vulnerability, and allow this joy to flood over me? And as I was pondering this, in that same moment, I then also got a message from one of my listeners and he asked me this question. He said, Terry, how do you truly savor, enjoy and be present with a moment that you know is fleeting yet so precious? (laughs) And so a big smile spread across my face. Again, yet another synchronicity that really shows that energetic entangled connection that I have with others, that we all have with each other. And yeah, this power of communication. So I thanked him in being a part of this divinely timed connection and I told him that I just had the same thought when he'd messaged. And what I came to conclude was to accept and allow. Allow the feelings, you know, become aware of any resistance that you might feel to allowing the full spectrum of truly experiencing all of that moment and then letting go of that resistance, letting go of that vulnerability or allowing that vulnerability rather. Let go of any efforts in trying to protect yourself or any subtle resistance to feeling joy or to feeling the happiness or the wonder or the gratitude that that moment brings. Allow the feelings, all of them, to allow and enjoy the thoughts you have, you know, feel your body, feel the vibration of that joy that surges through you when we acknowledge these joyful moments or the words exchanged or the silence exchanged. Acknowledge where you are, your environment, the space you're in, the temperature, what the weather's doing, what people are you with or, you know, how does your body feel or how does your body react? Just accepting and allowing all of it. So, this is how to fully be in a moment. This is how to make that moment last and almost stretch out further. It's how we show ourselves love. This is how we show ourselves that we are healing, we're growing, that doing the work is working for us. You know, that things are not outside of our control or our power, our self power that we are powerful conscious creators. You know, when we're fully, more fully aware in the moment and allow this higher vibration to flow through us, we're actually allowing new pathways to form in our brain. We're allowing the flow of chemicals and firing synapses to strengthen these pathways in our brain, making it then easier to feel and experience this joy and connection the next time it happens, and then the next, and the next. This is how we can drop our resistance and our fears a little bit more easier. The more that we do this, the more that we continue to allow and accept and experience all of this joy and gratitude. And this is how we grow and ultimately heal. You know, when we fully allow and embrace a moment and all of it, it imprints onto our subconscious. You know, the memory is then more strongly kind of formed and anchored in so that at a later time, whenever we need, it is then more readily and easily accessible to us. Right? Like we can go back and draw upon that moment, those feelings, the gratitude, the connection that we felt. We can then use it to redirect our focus when we're perhaps not feeling so good. We can use it to remind ourselves of how powerful we are, that we can manifest consciously, that we are loved, that we are supported or that we are connected. This is how we can make that fleeting moment last longer as when we have a strong emotional connection to an experience or to a moment, we tend to remember it more easily, right? And like this is true for any bad or negative or traumatic moments or memories too, right? Like when we have a strong emotional connection to a moment or an experience, it stays in our subconscious more easily. Its vibration, its frequency resides in our subconscious. So no matter if it's good or Or bad, right? So because we've been operating, well, we tend to operate more unconsciously. This is why we tend to store and um, experience those lower vibrational emotions that are attached to certain events or circumstances in our life. Because there's such strong or shocking emotion that's connected to it. But when you become aware of this fact, Why not then rewire your subconscious mind by choosing to fully be in and allow and experience more of these divine moments, of these positive moments, of these moments of joy and gratitude? Because when you allow more moments like this, when you feel into it more and experience more of it, this imprints on your subconscious and it's totally safe and okay to do this right? Like no one or nothing can ever take this moment away. So that fear is like, it's, it's futile. Like that fear that, oh my gosh, my happiness is going to be taken away. I can't feel this happiness. No, (laughs) it's a moment that you already had. You experienced it. It did happen. It cannot be undone. No one or nothing can take it away from you. It cannot be taken away from you. So then you realize that you can start to drop that fear. So yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed today's messages and stories. I hope that it prompts you to become aware of how the theme of communication is coming up for you. Where it is that you might be overcompensating in your communication or where it is that you feel like you're not expressing your authentic self or truths in some way. But then also the polarity too. Look to where you do feel confident in expressing yourself and your truth. Look at where your truth and your voice is heard and supported and accepted. Look to any moments that prompt or spark these moments of joy and gratitude and just divine connection and just fully be in it. Be aware. Experience absolutely all of it. You know, this really is a powerful time to be more conscious of this form of connection because it's showing us where we need to direct our energy and our attention and our focus more into and where it is we need to stop giving our energy and attention and focus to, you know, whether it's at work or with friends, family, in a relationship or in your passions or hobbies or, I don't know, or on social media perhaps, in every area of your life, the more that you choose to become more aware of your patterns and your triggers, And the more that you do the work, so break the triggers down, allow the emotions to discharge, the more that you will then shift your energetic frequency so that you then become a vibrational match to manifestations and experiences that will reflect a higher frequency of a higher sense of self-worth. So more manifestations that show you that you are heard You are seen, you are talented, you are loved, you are valued, you are respected, and that you are connected to something bigger and more beautiful than you were ever aware of before. I really hope you all have a really awesome week, everyone. Don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you feel called to share with at this time. And you can also head to the links in the show notes where you can find my. Instagram or you can find my website where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter I just want to say so much love and so much gratitude to you guys um, for tuning in and for listening there is no way that I ever thought I would feel this level of gratitude and just feelings of feeling supported and appreciated and valued you know when I first started out on this podcast journey there's no way I was just like you guys remember I was like nah don't want to do this fuck this shit <laughs> but now like holy cow the magic and the wonder and just like this ever-evolving journey that I'm on um it's just really neat so thank you for tuning in Well, that's it for today, guys, and if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Owen, oh, hang out next for a minute if you want some high-vibe laughs. laughs. So, there's this website called Pigeonpedia, And it's kind of like Wikipedia, but it's all things pigeon related. And there's even a page of pigeon puns, but pigeon puns fly right over my head. So never mind.